Hello and welcome to Volley MD. This is Mark and Coach Drew. How's it going today, Drew? It's going good. Uh, we're just past Thanksgiving break now, and we're back into full time club here, and we're getting ready to go into our first tournament in December. So super excited about that, and uh, yeah, I'm ready for ready for Christmas too. How about you? And I don't know about you, but I had a great break. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. it was a good refresher a good little couple days to not really think about volleyball enjoy family and um just have some have some fun absolutely ate a lot of pie huh i had a lot of pie <laughs> ate the whole thing it was delicious had some yeah. good turkey you know the yeah. the family time was nice you know watched a little bit of football go cowboys yeah it's good to have that break and uh, recharge the batteries and, and get ready to go back into doing some hardcore coaching here right that's it <laughs> Uh, we're talking about, uh, so our first topic today is going to be what makes a great coach. Okay. Not a good coach, not a, what makes a great coach. All right. Um, I'm going to have you lead us off there, Drew. Yeah. I think this is a, this question is a great question because I think you have to really look at what are you looking at and what, what's important when you're looking at coaching and, you know, for some people, it's going to be, all right, well, who's the big time coaches? Who's winning right now? You know, like what, what makes that coach great? Oh, they're winning. They're doing so good, you know? Um, but, uh, you know, for me, it's, it's a whole nother level than, than that. But I think, uh, it's, it's good to mention, like when you're talking about success and winning and I'm going to give a shout out to my buddy Lee Tonga here, cause he'd always say that, that, that great players make great coaches. And I think there's a lot to be said about that. Um, because, you know, there's, there is a reason why the top 10 division one, uh, volleyball coaches are all going after the same players, you know, they're going after the same players because they know if they get the best players, they're going to have the best teams. And so coaching goes way beyond that, in my opinion, but yeah, if you have some great players and a lot of talent, they're going to make you look good. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, if you're talking about wins, yeah, getting a lot of talent is makes you look good as a coach. But, uh, you know, I think it's more it's deeper than that. And what I wanted to talk about more is um, your team and or player development, because that to me, that is what's important and uh, making a good coach, Mark. So, yeah, any thoughts on that. A lot of thoughts, actually. <laughs> <laughs> now, we, we have a couple of thoughts. Obviously, the, the, the great players make great coaches. I love that because, you know, especially in the NTR region, we see a lot of the top teams, you know, are kind of the same. But there's a reason they don't win every game, right? There's yeah. a reason that they don't win all the time. Now, uh, a average coach with the best players, you're going to get wins, right? Absolutely. But that I don't feel like that makes you a great coach. I think that's right. something that, you know, if you have a an average team and you win, you know, you're a pretty great coach because you took a little bit and you maximized the opportunities you had versus taking the best players and just having an average season, you know? So there are definitely your fair share of, of good and bad. But um, for me, I mean, enjoying the, the love of the game and having a passion for the game and a passion for your, your athlete's development <clears throat> is something that makes a great coach and someone that yeah. spends the time and is um, teaching the girls the right things. You know, yeah. with Coach Drew and I, we're we're focused on player development, and we're focused on, you know, how to get you to the next level. But at the end of the day, they've got to work hard to do that, right? Yeah. So if you're if you're focused on the right things, 
and you're goal oriented in the way that uh, you should be as far as not focused on the wins, uh, focused on the player development, I think it'll, it'll in turn get you to that, that outcome. Yeah. And that was the whole point I was going with that. I was trying to set you up there. <laughs> um, coach that is dedicated, no matter what the talent level is a coach that I'm going to respect, you know, and I, I love to see some of these other coaches that constantly get like top team level talent, maybe go down and do a local team or maybe a third team level team and coach those players and see what they can do with them. Because I think we should be challenged as coaches to, you know, make our, our players strive to do their best, no matter where they are. You know, you may have a top team with just incredible talent, or you may have a team that's just very average talent, but what you do um, with those, those players and how far you get them says, says everything, right? Are they just kind of staying where they're at or are they actually getting a lot better? Are you making them better? Um, and a coach that's dedicated to that, no matter what you have is like I said, a player, a coach that I respect. Um, I think another thing to ask is why do we coach? And I think that that is a, a great question to ask when you're talking about what makes a great coach. And I coach because I love teaching. I love watching players grow. Um, we're there for the kids and we're trying to make them better on and off the court. There's so many lessons to be teaching uh, off the court that there are on the court. And a lot of um, the game is mental. You know, we talked about that in some of our other pods about, hey, how do you become a better player uh, mentally, you know, other as well as physically and skill wise. And that's stuff we have to coach a lot. You know, um, maybe there's other teams that uh, are top teams, you know, the coaches that they have so much talent, they don't have to worry about that as much. They just flip players in and out. But there's some teams that we've coached. I mean, we, we talked about it. We don't have a whole lot of depth and we've got to work with those kids through those tough situations and tough moments uh, to make sure that they're successful. Um, so, you know, just some thoughts there. Yeah, I agree with you there. I mean, <clears throat> if you have a team, let's say you're, you're building a top team and, and you know, that you don't need a whole lot of work, but those, those coaches that don't have the best talent, I feel like if you're a great coach, you're putting in the extra work regardless of extra money, right? Yeah. Some coaches, you know, definitely are in it for just getting a paycheck and, and getting that extra income. Uh, but if you're not money driven, I mean, you're going to put in some extra time without thinking about, you know, I'm not getting paid for this, so I'm not going to do it. You know, you want your team to succeed and you want your team to be good and you care about your athletes, you're going to put in some extra time to make sure it's, um, you know, that they're getting the best training. And, you know, at the end of the day, four hours a week sometimes just isn't enough. I mean, it's, it's not. And so if parents are willing to come in for some extra time and, and do some extra training, not only physical training, but also mental training. I think, you know, you, you put in the extra time, you're, you're looking out for what's best for the athlete, you know? Something that you're also doing is you're building trust with the athlete. I think if uh, you can show that you are supportive and you're, you're, you can be there with, uh, for them and, and you have their best, um, their best interest in mind, I mean, you're building that trust and ultimately they're going to play for you. They're going to play well for you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. And I think the coaches that, that do that are their players know that they care and, you know, we can be harder on our players and they can accept that well when they know that we love them, you know, it's. You know, I think there you have to you have to show um, that you care about your players. And there's a lot of coaches that just are they're just hard coaches that they don't show their players the love very much. You know, you got to be able to 
to be uh, have at least a good relationship with your kids and show them that you care and put that time and dedication into them um, on and off the court. I'm talking about how they can be successful and things that they can focus on instead of just ripping your players all the time. I've we've seen those coaches that do that. And, you know, we've all been there where, you know, we, we were just trying to be tough, but you have to be tough, but you also have to make sure that your players know that they're, you support them and you're doing, you're, you're there for them and you're, you're, you're trying to make them the best possible player they can be. Um, I think when your players feel that, then they know that you know that they're going to work hard for you, like you said, and that you're going to have the best result and the best culture that your players can play under. So be tough, but also show your players that you love them and that you care about them and that you're, they can trust you. And I think we Mark, I, I mean, I'll say this for us. I feel like our players in the past have felt that we've been tough on them, but we've also established that they can trust us and they can listen to us. And when they know that coach says, Hey, this, 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 they're going to go do it. And when they have, you know, that they have, that you have their back, that they're going to feel like they're, they're free to go out there and play. Yeah, they're going to fight for you. <clears throat> I've seen a lot of coaches, Drew, uh, you know, I'm sure you have too, that, you know, they're cussing on the sideline. They're ripping these players. Yeah. And granted, some of them probably are more <clears throat> mentally stable to handle that a little bit, but I'd I never feel like that's the right way to, to handle a situation. You should never have to feel like you have to rip a player in order for them to perform. I mean, yeah, that, that likens it to like maybe even a football coach, you know, drilling it, <laughs> drilling into those, those kids. Yeah. Like, I just don't feel like that's a good way. And I, I don't think that makes a great coach yelling, screaming at the top of your lungs, uh, demeaning players in front of others. I think uh, there's much more better ways to handle it. Um, you know, have we been hard on girls? Of course, you know, but at the end of the day, you have to build that trust in order for them to feel like, hey, he's hard on me, but he has my my best interest. And maybe I feel bad in the moment, but, uh, you know, I think they're going to understand. And if they don't, I, I don't think you did a, a great job initially uh, as a coach to try to build that trust or build that supportive atmosphere in the beginning. Sure. And, and one way we, we can do that and because you're saying, well, what, what do I do right now? Well, give a lot of positive reinforcement to your kids. Like when you're seeing good things in practice or in the game on the court, tell them great job, go give them high fives, get excited for them. You know, I know it's hard to be the cheerleader and I, I, I'm not like that all the time. And neither is coach Mark, but there's times when you just got to get excited for your kids. You've got to jump up and down and you've got, don't be that coach that is going to show no emotion the whole game. You know, you're just the, you're just the tough coach. I'm just going to sit down here and y'all go do your thing. You know, you've got to, you've got to give some high fives. I feel you've got to show some positive reinforcement by giving those kids um, some good positive feedback and girls love that. They eat it up. They want to hear that. And then the more they hear it, the more they're going to play hard for you. Um, and I'm not, I'm not saying lie to them. Like, don't, you know, don't overdo it, but tell them when they're doing good. You know, they, they need to hear that. And sometimes it may be like, Hey, you know, that was a great block, even though they weren't even necessarily touching the ball there. Y'all close that block. Awesome. Good job. Do it again. Do it again. And then maybe the next play, they get a stuff block, you know, it feeds those players. So um, I think a great coach will do that. Um, along with, like I said, the critical, give them that too. And then you, you got a great package still there. Um, one more thing I want to say, I want to bring it up because it was coming to my mind. Um, and I'm going to kind of ask this question to you here. Okay. Um, when it comes to making a great coach, what is a great coach going to do to prep your team? What are you going to do in practice? That's going to be different than maybe the average coach out there. Have you thought, thought about that at all, Mark? I mean, I think 
just it has to be in stages, right? You, you have yeah. to develop a sense of culture in the beginning. Um, and, and the person, the coach that's going to develop that culture and reinforce that culture and not let them get away with things that are against that culture is something that makes a great coach. Um, and then there's a time and a place for explaining things and writing them down on the whiteboard, you know, and there's a time and a place for fast and extra reps. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And I, I I just feel like a great coach is going to be in practice that you're going to prepare your team with what they, with what they need. I think there's a lot of coaches out there and this is a point that I was wanting to make is that they just kind of have a routine practice or maybe they just have like set drills that they like to do. And I'm going to try to challenge the coaches out there to really get away from that because you want to have a practice that's going to benefit what your team is going to be doing in the game especially when you start seeing these tournaments where, man, we struggled with serving. We struggled with our transition. We struggled with our closing our block. Okay. You set all those things. Now, what are you doing when you're going back into practice? Are you, are you slowing that down? Are you speeding it up? Like you said, but you've got to put that focus into what you need to work on versus, okay, let's get back into practice and let's scrimmage. You know, how many times have we seen that, right? You get Coaches that are just like, they just need busy work, right? It's, this is just busy work. We're just going to play or we're just going to do some drills. And I really feel like a great coach is going to see what we need to work on, go put it into play in practice and do the drills and the game stuff that we need to be working on to be more successful as a team. That's so. a great point. I think, uh, <clears throat> you know, early on in my, in my coaching career at another club, uh, I was helping out a, a coach that I knew. This was about 10 years ago or so. And, you know, she was doing butterfly and she was doing butterfly for about 30 minutes. And she told me, you know, I don't have a practice plan right now. I'm just, this is to waste time. Yeah. That's not a great coach. Yeah. <laughs> that's, not, that's not a coach that's yeah. dedicated to development. Yes, there is, there is uh, valuable things to do with butterfly and it will help them. But if you're not well prepared and you're not planning out your practice and uh, understanding, like, like Coach Drew said, what your team needs to work on and focus on, uh, you're not doing any service to these girls and they're just, you know, what, what are the parents paying for? You know, so you got to make sure that you're, you're well-prepared, well-planned out. And I feel like even reviewing tape, you know, if, if we've already had some tournaments, some games, maybe you video practice, maybe you video, have the parents video games and then you review the games because you can, uh, look at, look at the games a little bit more in depth and, and see what you need to work on too. You know, you've got to be well-prepared and not just go to basic planning. There's going to be some, some stuff that you can get out of just simple drills. Of course, you know, they're going to get the the maintenance, the rhythm, but there are definitely a lot of things you need to work on after a tournament, depending on what, and then that's how you get better as, as a team. Yeah. I, I think uh, when you're asking that question, what makes a great coach, you really gotta, you got, you gotta look at is a coach getting the most out of their players. You know, am I getting the the most out of my team when we're when we're getting into tournaments? And if we're not, then maybe ask yourself what what is it that I can do to do a better job of getting more out of my players? And different teams are going to be motivated by different things. Different players are going to be sometimes they need to be coached a little bit differently. It kind of depends on what level you're at and what what kind of talent you're dealing with. Some some you're going to be able to push harder. Some teams you're not going to be able to, to push as hard and some you're going to have to to maybe slow it down and do more basics um, versus more strategy and more um, advanced stuff. So figure out what's going to make your team tick and what's going to push them 
to play their best volleyball. And I will say this every year, it's a little bit different for every team I coach. So um, I think a good coach will figure out how to get your team to play their best volleyball. Cause that's ultimately the goal, right? You want to peak at the right time and you want to be able to play your best volleyball when you're, when you're going getting into qualifier season. I so. agree. Uh, I think a great coach will also have great player retention, right? Yeah. Someone that wants to continue playing volleyball with the same passion or more that they, they started with. And, you know, <clears throat> you're, you're going to have some players that just, you know, stop the sport because of other things, but a good, good coach, a great coach will, have some good player retention because they absolutely love the season. They loved what the, the, the culture we brought and, and uh, the success. And sometimes it's not based on wins. I mean, you know, you have players that just love the season because it was a great team culture, team atmosphere. The coach um, did some really great things, but maybe the, the winning season wasn't there. And um, they're okay with that because of, of the success of, other things off of the court, but yeah, I'm going to throw out a question to you. Oh um, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> is a great coach. Are, are, is the wins does wins matter? So I, I think that's a great question because you know, there's a lot in, in the parents eyes. A lot of times, yes, that, that is a big yes. Right. Yep. So you're being judged by like, okay, are we winning? Are we, is this a winning season or whatever? And I'm just going to go ahead and, and use our last season as an example. Um, I think there was a lot of question on if we were doing a good job last year with our, with our team, um, the first half of the season, because we were trying to implement a lot of new things. We were challenging the players to do more than what they, they did the year before. And they were learning a lot of new stuff. And that takes time, especially when you're trying to Im implement a new offensive system, defensive system. Um, and it does take time to develop those things. And we did not do great at the beginning of the season. Um, and it was, it was a little frustrating and we had some little things that, you know, a couple things in tournaments where we, we just, we just didn't perform, you know? And so I think in, in some of the parents' eyes, I think, yeah, that was a kind of a letdown, but you know, when we got to qualifier season, the girls were absolutely a hundred percent ready in our first qualifier in mid season, we won the whole thing. And it was like, I think that was a shocker to a lot of the other coaches we coach with and a lot of the other, and then a lot of the parents that we we they were on our team because people were like, oh, this team's doing average. They're just doing okay or not that great. And then all of a sudden, they won a qualifier. How did that happen? And well, the reason why it happened was is because we peaked at the right time, and we put everything together when it mattered. Um, and you're going to have some moments where you you know you aren't doing as well because you're trying to develop. And I think there's something to be said for that. You've got to give it time. But you know, do wins matter? You know, I think there's a certain point where you have to say. Yes, I want to I want to get to the point where we can win and we can be successful, but I think it's all depending on what your team is capable of. You know, is my, is my team do I have the talent, do I have the capability to do what, you know, I want to do with this team, what people think we're going to be able to do with this team. And, you know, ultimately like I, I you have to go back to, you know, we're trying to do the best absolute possible that we can do with the talent level I have. Am I getting this team to the level and playing the best volleyball that they're possible to play? So that's my kind of answer on that, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, <clears throat> do wins matter at, at a certain point? You know, the the coach with the most titles, the coach with the most uh, national bids and tournament wins, all that, there's something to be said. Are they a great coach? There's an argument there, but they're doing something right. But 
is it that they're just getting the the best girls and the best talent or are they truly developing these girls and making them into the players they should yeah. be um i think there there's an argument for both sides but you know some clubs have great coaches that get the the worst talent i'll just say it you know and then some coaches um do the best they can with that and i would still yeah. consider them really good coaches because they did the the best they could with what what talent they have i mean yeah. We can't all get the stud six foot players that, that we all want. And, um, you know, sometimes you're getting that five, five outside on a 16s team that, yeah. you know, can jump pretty well, but you know, what are you doing with that team and, and what level are you competing at? I think, you know, parents do unfortunately put some, uh, some emphasis on winning and, and winning to the, the success of the coach and, um, sometimes put a bad light on it, but I don't think winning is, it's not everything. It's, it's not everything. It's yeah. not that huge highlighter that like, Hey, this is, but that's what some kids look at. And some parents look at say, Hey, this is, this is a coach that has a lot of national wins. I want to play for him. And sometimes yeah. they get there and they're like, Oh my, this is not, this is not <laughs> what I expected, you know? So yeah. uh, they regret it in some cases, but at the end of the day, the girls do want to play for, for a, a great team and um, want to be developed and, get the recruiting um, uh, op opportunities that uh, they need to at certain qualifiers. Yeah. You know, I, I go back to that point we made earlier is that, you know, and we, we've seen these teams, we've all seen these teams like, Oh man, that team's getting so much better. Have you seen that team lately? And like, I think that that is such a huge compliment to that coach because when a team starts out at a certain spot and they end up like, Oh man, they're way better. They're a threat now. Like you, we see that every year. There's always a handful of teams by like qualifier season or mid season. We're like, Oh man, they are actually doing really well. They got second place at that tournament or whatever that shows a lot of growth. And I think that's a big shout out to that coach because maybe what they had at the beginning, they weren't as good, but now look at where they're at. And I think when you could say that coach has really, really developed that team, that's a big compliment. And that makes, that's a great coach. Even if that's a top team too, I mean, maybe the top team started out strong, but now they're incredible. You know that that's that good, that's a shout out to that that top team coach too. You know they've improved that team, and I think that's kind of the big point there is that develop your kids, make them better, teach them, and then you know you're gonna you're gonna see uh, success along the way. You're gonna get more and more wins. They're gonna come right. So yeah, we're all striving for greatness. Uh, for me, I just love coaching the sport and I'm constantly trying to, to educate myself and uh, learn a lot more about the game, you know, just understanding that these girls, they come from a lot of different things and, you know, understanding your players and finding a way to uh, coach each of them. Cause I think some girls can't be coached the same way. Yeah. So understanding your players and finding a way to, to build those relationships, help that out a lot, but it's uh, it's an ever, evolving sport and, and game and coaching is, is one of those things that's not only physical, but mental and you got to learn, yeah. you got to develop. Absolutely. Um, I guess the last point I want to make too is, uh, you know, we talked about that being tough on kids and, and pushing your players. You want to push every team that you coach. Um, but there is a balance there. And I think um, one thing that you always want to keep into consideration is that sometimes you got to tighten up on the reins as a head coach. And sometimes you got to loosen up a little bit. Assistant's a little bit different. You know, the, the head coach is running the show. So you've got to learn when to push your team hard 
then when to let off those reins and let them have a little bit of um, ease up a little bit, let them have a little bit more room to breathe and try to slow things down a little bit and making sure the girls know, Hey, we're doing a good job. You know, we just need to, we need to keep focusing on enjoying this while we're, we're pushing as well. Cause you can't, it can't be all super tough, super serious all hundred percent of the time and critical all the time because the girls need that room to breathe. So light up, lighten up on the reins sometimes if you're a super, super tough coach. And if maybe you're a more lackadaisical, lackadaisical coach, maybe try to push them a little harder at times and have that balance because it really is a balance. So it's a huge balance and try not to be over emotional, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. let things develop on their own and, and how they should, but you're not yeah. always going to have a successful season and yeah. it's, it's okay not to, but uh, as long as the girls leave understanding you love them and you cared for them and, um, that you were supportive. I think that goes a long way to, to any, even to any player. I mean, having yeah. two girls that, that love the sport and play, um, you know, I'm, I'm getting constant reminders from them just on previous seasons and, and coaches that have, uh, been an inspiration to them. And, and so it helps me. It's all about the kids, you know, that's why we do it. So I think ultimately at the end of the day, if you're there for the players and to get them better, you're, you're a great coach. You know, that's, that's what, it, that's what it comes down to. So hundred percent agree. Well, it's been a great episode. Uh, we'll leave you guys with that and, uh, we'll looking for some, some feedback, you know, we're going to, we're going to try to develop a little bit more topics and, uh, talking points for you guys. And, uh, if you feel like you can leave a message on, um, Spotify here and, and give us some ideas that you guys want to hear and, uh, even leave us a like or, um, uh, message us on Instagram. Yeah, we, we need some questions from you guys. So hit us up with a few topics, anything you guys want to hear about, we'll, we'll discuss and we'll go from there. All, All right, right, Mark. Talk to you later.